Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. So coming up next, guys, we are talking about growth right? We're talking about branding. It is Tactical Growth and Branding Tuesday. And what better person to co-host this session on growth, on branding, than somebody who literally lives and breathes unlocking your highest growth potential. So about 15 minutes ago, I hopped into our back chat and I was like, you know, who wants to co-host this with me? Who wants to co-mod this room with me? Because as Tamara said, I, I'm a wealth coach. I talk about money and making money. And as I sat in this room today all day, I thought to myself, instead of talking about money, <laughs> let's talk about how to grow. And I thought, well, maybe I could talk about compound interest. And again, it went back to numbers and it went back to money. But then I thought, if I could bring someone on who really specializes in growing yourself, that's really what I wanted to talk about today. But who would be a perfect tag team? And who better to join me than Amelia? Amelia volunteered. So Amelia Antoinetti, if you guys don't know, right? Imagine living your life knowing exactly what makes your best self, right? Imagine building a life on fulfilling choices and knowing what makes you feel great and be great and what makes you do great things in the world. And that's what Amelia stands on. So today, together... We're going to talk about growing, right, to your highest potential, what that looks like to unlock your inner inner genius, and what it actually takes. What does it take to really be the best version of yourself possible? Amelia, what do you think of that? I First of all, I'm so excited to be here with you. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, I can be a yeah, girl power. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I the thing about behavior that I love, especially since, uh, you know, money happens to be your genius, is it's all intertwined, right? The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. What I try to help people uh, really identify for themselves is when they're stuck in generational wealth, right, or stuck 
with getting to the next level in their business or stuck with not understanding why they're not getting paid what they're worth is to identify the behavior right in other areas of their life so they can go oh i totally know how that behavior shows up over here let's just say in their relationship or it shows up with their kids or it shows up with their uh friend posse and then go you see that behavior over there now let me show you how that also affects the exact same relationship with your money right money is just a relationship just like everything else and so what you do in your genius is also what i do in my genius we're just doing it in different topics but they're all interrelated I love it. Yes. I'm so obsessed. I mean, before I became obsessed with money and most people don't know this, I was obsessed with behavior, right? I spent tons, like ridiculous amounts of hours understanding Wayne Dyer's content. And then I moved on to Tony Robbins. And the key principle that I became obsessed with, with Tony Robbins was the idea that you can change your behavior. You can literally change your neurology. You can change your, maybe not your genetics and your DNA, but essentially your genetics and your DNA. You can make decisions that can alter your reality, your future, and your future bloodline simply by the choices that you make. And so I became really interested in habit hacking and developing the type of life that I could be proud of. And as I developed that life, I began to develop the skill sets and the principles that just naturally came with that type of discipline. As I began to discipline myself, that's where the money came from because those same disciplines and habits that I was learning because I obsessed and I surrounded myself with people that I thought were the peak of human uh, potential intellectually, they happen to have a lot of money as well. So as I began to pattern my behaviors after their behaviors, my pocket, my wallet, my lifestyle began to change as well because I started following their blueprint and their blueprint clearly led to money. 100%, 100%. I mean, I literally tell people all the time, snap me a a picture of your calendar and I'll show you how much money you have, right? Because time and money are brothers and sisters, right? The same relationship you have with time is the same relationship you have with money. And I do it all day long, every single day. I identify with people on how their relationship with time, I show them where they're losing money, where there's opportunity to scale on money, and where absolutely those uh, calendar entries are making them go broke. Um, And so it's just, again, the the beautiful part about it, Brielle, is that it's learned skills, right? Nobody is born rich. Nobody's born, well, some people are born into generational wealth, but they usually end up losing it, right? I call that the lucky sperm club, but most of them will lose it, right? Because they have an unhealthy relationship. And so teaching people how to start getting the relationship with the things that they say that they want and desire. And then the behavior part is mirroring for them, right? When somebody goes, oh, I want a billion dollar company. And I'm like, do you? Do you really want a billion dollar company? Because here's what you're going to trade for that billion dollar company. Do you really want maybe a multi-million dollar company because of there's other things that you want in your life? I say it all day long, be very careful what you, what you wish for. And what's more important is to be able to know beforehand that's the whole premise of the Genius Institute, is to show people if this is what you say you desire, this is what you're going to trade for it so that they realize that the things that they're really aspiring for are so much easier in within their grasp than some of these crazy uh, statements that come out of their mouth. Because when you know who they are as individuals, I'm like, you would actually hate that life. Totally. 
absolutely. I think about that all the time. I mean, even in television programs that we watch, right? We'll watch the Kardashians or Sports Wives or I don't know, other programs. And you look and you're like, oh, I want that house, that car, that life. But do you really want to do the things that it took or it takes to get there? Are you ready to maintain that type of lifestyle, that type of image, the the hair extensions and the, you know, fat injections, whatever is happening, no judgment anywhere. But are you ready to maintain what it takes to be that person or to have that caliber of life? Let's talk about that. I mean, from a behavioral standpoint, what do you think, Amelia, is the number one key to someone changing and shifting from where they are right now to possibly where they want to be? What, what would be the first step? It, well, so the first thing is to get clarity in your own truth, right? Um, most people say things really fast and it sounds good in the moment, but there's no authenticity to, with it whatsoever. It's, it's not what they really want, right? So that means you're giving the universe mixed messages. And when you give the universe mixed messages, you actually are giving permission for other people to fill in the blank. And that's the most deadly life you can live is by living with somebody else filling in your blanks, right? I like to say a couple of different quips. If you do something more than once, um, that's a mistake and you're aware that it's a mistake and you keep doing it, that's a decision, right? That's a decision. You know, the, uh, you know, Tamara was just on talking about uh, like the 67 day channel cha challenge, right? Which, you know, one of the very first thing is don't hit the snooze button. Well, if you hit the snooze button more than one day, you made a decision, right? You've made a decision. It's not coincidence. It's not an accident. It's not circumstances. You're choosing, right? There's a choice to be made when the snooze goes off, um, right? For you to get up out of bed. I don't mean snooze. I mean alarm. Uh, so this is somebody who doesn't even ever use alarm, right? Yeah, I, no, we got right, you. We got right, you. Exactly, yeah. right, right? You get up and get out of bed. Now, that doesn't mean that you feel like it. That was, you know, I, I loved Glenn's segment early this morning when he was talking about not confusing how you feel with the actions that you need to take, right? So when I, when I say, what is step one? I think step one is really identifying for yourself what you say you want. And to go through a little bit of the Simon Sinek philosophy, and he's a good friend of mine yes. and I love him dearly, right? Love him. Been, I just, God, I've known him for so many years, I will date myself. But really to go through and somebody goes, okay, let's just use the Kardashian example for just a second because it's, you know, such an iconic, you know, cluster mess out there, right? You say you really want this, whatever, 20, 20 bedroom mansion. Okay, why? Why, why do you want that? Do you, you know, the Gary V's of the world, do you want things for other people, right? To impress the people that you don't even like, or is it something that you really, really desire? And if you walk through this, why, 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 why? And that's really the whole Simon Sinek preface, right? I really want this big house. Why do you want that big house? I want the big house because it's going to mean that I'm successful. Well, why do you want to be successful? Because if I'm successful, I can then take care of my kids. Well, why do you want to do that? Well, if I can take care of my kids and maybe I give them a leg up that I don't really have. So why do you really want that? Well, I really want to feel, you know, worthy. But you find that as you go down the why, 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 which is behavior, you're going to be rooted in the primary cause of what you desire. So I can use myself for an example, right? Uh, anybody who knows anything ab about me, um, although I've had, you know, continual repeated success, if you go all the way through the Amelia Y, I come from a extremely abusive, 
dysfunctional mess of a childhood. Like literally think about all of the things that could be the worst things that could happen to a child. And you have just described my childhood. And so when you go through my whys, go all the way down, and it takes me probably about 10 or 11 steps to get to my why, the why is I'm really looking for safety, security, worthy, and I fight abandonment issues. So the material things that you see in my life, even though um, they may be interesting to look at, right? And I invited a lot of people here to come see one of the houses that I have in Long Island. I've invited people to come see my house in Costa Rica. I've invited people to come see my house in, in Arizona and Los Angeles, right? To take a peek inside of my life. But what you're going to see is I'm always seeking safety, security, right? A place where other people that I care about in my life can come, can stay, can feel safe. And oftentimes, kind of reboot their own lives, right? That is important to me because I didn't have it as a child. What I'm really striving for is that stability, right? So when you get all the way down to my whys, that's what you're going to find at the bottom of my, my myself, right? And so if you go through this exercise to say, why do you want the house? Why do you want the car? Why do you want the vacations? Why do you want that number in the bank account? Why, 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 why? you're gonna to start to get to the root of what's really going on. When you identify that root of what is really going on, now you're having a tactical conversation of the vulnerability that you're really fighting against. And it's not always easy. Like when I had to kind of go through the exercise and have the most important conversation you can have every, every day is the one that you have in the mirror to say, I'm still the little girl that is fighting to be seen, heard, recognized, and valued, right? That's still part of my story. Now, that doesn't mean that I haven't healed from it, but it is still part of it. And I have to remember that during life events, it can easily get triggered. And I think step one is really helping people go, are the things that's on your vision board, on your life board, really have anything to do with you? Or is that the show that you want for your Instagram highlight reel? Oh my goodness, Amelia, yes. This is so powerful. I literally, I feel the lives that are changing as you're saying this because so many people, so many of us have just made decisions in life without actually processing that back. The powerful thing, I mean, the whole thing was powerful, but starting all the way in the beginning of what you were saying, start with why was Simon Sinek. I read that from 2009 and I was working with a company at the time, real small level. And I mean, it was a huge company, but I was I was not that high up in the totem pole of this brand structure that we were creating. And I read this book and I came in the next day, I went in the office and I said, hey, I have an idea. I think we can completely transform the way that this company is doing things, right? And at that time, large company, large advertising, um, company we were working with proactive and cyber defender also tony roberts right gutsy ranker and i said i i have an idea and i pitched word for word start with why word for word because it was brand new and no one else had read it yet so i pitched it and they loved it like applause right and all of a sudden i moved up into a c-suite like it was a dream it was literally like a fairy tale but this particular concept changed my life and my ability to grasp this concept and regurgitate it really is what catapulted me into the land that I live in now. Land being um, just the infrastructure of my actual life. 
was really catapulted, not just by, yes, the personal development and the growth, but my ability to teach this concept within the infrastructure of corporations is what allowed me to become who, who I decided to be as an entrepreneur. So I love this. Um, but also I understand outside of the infrastructure of corporations that as individuals, as people, we are not utilizing this enough. We are not going all the way back and saying, what is the real baseline for how I'm building my life? And does it even belong to me? Do these concepts that I desire, do these concepts, are they mine or did someone else give them to me? I love it. To, and to most of the time, they're not real, right? Most yeah. of the time, they're absolutely not. People right. do not realize how often they are walking around with other people's story, right? Your parents said to you, oh, if you own the big house and you drive the fancy car, you're going to be successful, right? And so yes. you in somebody else's dreams without realizing that that lifestyle that you're painting, one, it's a set of skills to achieve it, right? To achieve that skill is one. And then to maintain it is something different, very, very different. And it comes, both come at a consequence. That's why there's, you know, the book, The Millionaire Next Door is so yes. powerful because a lot of times living a middle class, right, lifestyle that gives you the flexibility of leverage, right, money in the bank to do what you want when you want to do it is far more compatible with most people's appetite. It is. Right. What, what isn't part of your appetite is when you're living paycheck to paycheck in scarcity, always chasing the next dollar. But that behavior is a behavior. It is something you learned. You learned to chase what you need for this month or for this week or for this quarter. You learned it and you're mimicking it because it's what's fresh in your mind. What I try to do is I help people quickly identify the reality. And I cannot tell you how many people I've taken through this exercises um, that, you know, bounce up, bounce on and off stage to say, okay, wait a minute. They say, okay, I want a million dollars. I'm like, okay, do you really need a million dollars to change your lifetime? Let's walk backwards, basic, all the things. What is your mortgage? How much debt do you have? You know, all those wealth generations, right? Things you have to know that generate wealth versus just generate money. There's a difference between something that's actually just money versus something that's working for you, assets, right? And I help people understand what are the investments, time, money, resources, so that you spend the time once and then that time continues to create a dividend or an asset that is paying you money so that you're not doing the same behavior over and over and over again and not getting paid for it. And when you walk through this exercise, what it helps you realize is that normally, right? So now we're going to talk statistics because I'm a data junkie geek. Most people, the life changes, their life dramatically changes with a 250000 influx of cash. Not a million dollars. $250,000 is what dramatically changes somebody's life. Now, what you do with that money is what is then going to escalate you to that next level or not. Most people take that, and what do they do? They pay off debt, right? The dumbest thing oh, that you could wow. do, right? I, I can't believe people, yes, I never thought about that. Amelia, yes, I mean, definitely 250 changed my life, but I did not pay off debt, right? I invested it, and I, I never thought about the idea that people lose it when they get to that place. 
this is good, Amelia. This is good. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. So you think about it. Okay. So if $250,000 is what can change your life, then you break that into dividing it by 12, right? You're dividing it by 12. Then you take a look at that and you divide it by four weeks in the month. Now it is really obtainable to say what I'm really trying to do now, right? Is I'm trying to change my life, right? It's right around $5,000, right? At a time, right? Which is one product, one service, one, 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 something that even like a simple collaboration, right? Can change your trajectory of this year by $250,000. One right partnership can change your relationship with money, with time, with resources, with the end game. The, the difficulty is most people don't want to go into the sandbox. They don't want to look at their own responsibility. They don't want to look at the actions that they need to take. They don't want to do the mathematical equation to be able to say, okay, if this is really what the goal is, then these are the things that I need to do. And I need to do them whether I feel like it or not, right? It's the work, the sweat. You know, how many times, Farielle, are you and I on stage and we tell people, if you need help, if you need support, DM us, reach out to us. Do you know out of the whatever, 300, 500, 700 people that are on stage at any given time, we get a handful at three, most? Maybe right? three. Maybe. Maybe and then four. I, right. And here's how I go. I go, okay, before I'm going to spend my time, money, and, and resources on you, I simply want you to take the genius key. Oh, no. That's going to take 11 minutes. Now, now they don't want to do it, right? You can't ask somebody to lean into you if you're not willing to show up for yourself, right? Janelle Degato said it this morning, early this morning, for those people who caught her, she says she doesn't give anything away for free. Why? Why would you not give anything for free? Because people don't show up for it. They don't show up for it. They don't take it seriously. They don't realize that this is the opportunity that will change the trajectory of your life. And so you have to be able to invest. I can't love you more than you love you. I can't invest in you more than you're going to invest in you. But I will absolutely meet you halfway. I will meet you halfway. But you've got to do the sweat first. This is so good. I'm pacing back and forth because you're speaking my language when you start talking numbers. I'm like, yes, this is it's divine because this is literally what I wanted to discuss today. And I was like, nobody wants to hear me talk about numbers again. Guys, $5,000 a week. That's what Emilia just talked about, to really change your life. And you can do that. It's so possible. You can do it even just in the tools and the trades that you learn here at Breakfast with Champions. Every single week, someone is giving you, every week, I'd say twice, maybe three times a week, in different segments, we are giving you cheat codes to the blueprints of how to do something, whether that's and real it's four thousand eight. Somebody's very, very. Yes, I love somebody right. in the background, right? It's four thousand yeah, eight hundred dollars, right? A week yeah. difference that you would make need in order to do two fifty per year, right? So that that's yeah. that's the mathematic, if you want to be exact, for those people who are kind of the the uh, uh, analytical right. precise and stuff, right? <laughs> right? But when you take a look at that, it is far more obtainable when you're talking about just less than five thousand. 250,000, instead of putting the pressure on saying, I need to make a million, because I will tell you that those people who come into money, when they, they come into the lottery or somebody passes away and they get money, or for some reason they step into some crazy opportunity that gives them a massive influx of cash. Guess what statistics says? 
within 24 to 36 months, they go back to their baseline. They self-sabotage, they go through the money, and they end up exactly where they were before the influx of money. Now, the question becomes, why? Because if you do not develop the new behavior for the new wealth, you will lose it every time. So good. I mean, doing the math, guys, that's 13. Okay, so at 4,000, doing the math, I just got it to, um, you're looking at 13. So you need to sell 13 $50 products a day. Okay, so we're talking about $250,000 a year. That means you need to sell, and I'm just breaking it all the way down. That means you need to sell 13 products at $49 each. So if you have a $49, if you have a $50 hoodie, Kara Kara Zimmerman came on here, right? She's Kara Zimmerman, the daughter of Jordan Zimmerman, billionaire Jordan Zimmerman, um, Gratitude Room. She sold us all, what, $99 hoodies for the Gratitude Room a couple months ago. I did an interview. Those are $99 hoodies. Y'all can sell $50 hoodies. You need to sell 13 hoodies a day. Or you have a $49 product on how to crochet I don't know. I don't crochet, but how to crochet a, a sweater for Christmas, right? Or a group of four mugs for your family for $49. All you have to do, 13 a day. Guys, 13 a day will change your life. This is good, Amelia. I love it. Right. And then so it becomes relentless pursuit of that commitment, right? So if the answer is I have to do 13 a day, then you don't go to bed until you've done 13, period relentless pursuit. If you knock out that 13 by 10 a.m., God bless you. But if it takes you all day, it's the relentless pursuit because what happens is it's strengthening your character. It's building your confidence. It's increasing your self-worth. Every time you make a promise to self and you relentlessly pursue that commitment, you are strengthening the character that you need for the next level, right? That's why the, you know, Glenn Lundy's um, Rise and Grind, you know, uh, Tamara's, you know, the 67-day challenge, it's really not about the challenge. It's about you developing the practices that make you successful so that you don't quit on yourself, right? Because that is the game changer. You know, I'm no more smarter than anybody else in this room. Absolutely, positively, no doubt. I, I did uh, not graduate no. high school. No, no, I did not. Pretty smart. <laughs> but I, but, but I'm, but I'm a, I'm a forever student, right? Yeah. I live by my curiosity, right? I was asked to leave high school. I have no college education. I am self-taught. I'm a street rat, right? All the way, right? And so, when you, when you look at it from that perspective, I didn't get some leg up from my family, right? I was emancipated at 15. I've been out on the streets my whole life. I learned how to be in the dogfight and win, right? I've got the grit, right? I always say, you may be smarter than me, but I will outwork you, right? I will outwork you every single day. You know, you hear Zane who pops in here, right? And he will tell you, oh, Brian Brensack's another one. He will tell you that he's up earlier, focused and working before you even get up, right? He's working later. So he gets four extra uh, work hours in per day, 
right? And so when you take a look at people who are successful and repeatedly successful, it's not that they're smarter than you. They want it more than you do, right? They want it. Now, when you take a look at it for me, what is that want deriving from? Really, what is it deriving from? Do I really want to be, you know, a billionaire? Is that really the want? No, my real want, my real why goes into being safe, being secure, being able to provide that safety net for others. That's really what gets me excited is knowing that I've given somebody else a leg up, not a handout, a leg up. That is where I'm driven from. And if you understand that and take a look at all of the companies that I've done, right, 53,000 employees, what is the common denominator? The common denominator is, is I attract people who've got a fire in their belly, who are hungry for change, and I give them the leg up. That is so good. Same, right? When we look at whys, my why, every time I talk about generational wealth and understanding that everyone can have money, it's because I did something really similar. I wasn't born into a system where money was just handed to me. I was born into a situation where my father went and got a PhD, right? And had, um, he was an engineer, he had, he had money. And my mom was a philanthropist, right? But understanding within their divorce, I saw the differences of two entirely different life structures. What happens when you have a formal education, let's say, and versus what doesn't, but also the lifestyle that money brings and the lifestyle that you have to live when you don't have anything. And what I realized was that self-education can change everything. Education, no matter what it is, consistent learning can change your level of access. And when you decide to get hungry for the information, you'll then go into places where access is available. And so my why is to grant people access, to really have them, like here, at a table where if they can just be a fly on the wall, if you can just get the information and you're hungry enough to implement it, right? As Amelia talks about behavior, if you decide to have that relentless pursuit, like she just spoke of, and that grit, then you can literally do anything as long as you have two things, the access and the education. And you can't get one without the other. You have to be able to hold your own when you get access to the room. And you're going to get access to the room by holding your own, right? By showing up. When she talks about Brian Benstock, when she talks about herself or Glenn Lundy, when we talk about those extra three hours, guys, it's time zones, right? Understand that right now in Hawaii, goodness, golly gee, your time zone, you, you have three hours on them wherever you are. And then if you're in New York, you have three hours on somebody in L.A. Hey, time zones don't stop. If you run out of time, you need to start marketing your 13 products to somebody in London. Right? You need to start marketing to somebody in Hawaii. There is a constant flow of communication because you have an iPhone. You have a phone right here. You have Clubhouse. You never run out of ways to market, but also people to market too because time doesn't stop when we have the Internet. You have access 24-7 now on Clubhouse for someone to buy your product, right? Or Instagram for someone to buy your product or YouTube. As long as you're creating content and putting it out there, you do not have an excuse as to why you are not tactically growing, right? Tactical growth and branding Tuesday. Amelia, I love you so much. This is so powerful. 
Oh, listen, you and I are sisters from other mothers, you know, and, and that's the other thing is don't wait to be invited, right? Half the places that I have been in my life, they did not want me there. I think Grant Cardone says it really best. And he's like, listen, it doesn't matter how you get in the room, serve the water if you have yes. to. And that, that has been me, you know, I mean, I tell the story that, you know, when I was building one of my companies, you know, I couldn't get the buyer on the phone, no matter how many times I called, no matter how many cookie baskets I sent, the man would not return my phone call. I finally, his secretary said, Amelia, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings or nothing, but he hates you. He's never returning your call. He hates you. And I was like, are you kidding me? Common decency not to return my phone call. I was so angry. I got on a plane. I flew across the country and I literally bombarded in the lobby, right? Trying to get this person's attention because I knew that what the business needed, right? Was that national account, right? I couldn't just stay in the mom and pops, the Trader Joe's, the Sprouts, whatever. I needed a national account. I needed a Kroger. I needed a Walmart. I needed a Target. And these guys were like, eh, nah, nah, I'm not knocking. Nah, that's okay. You know, let's wait around. Really, in the, I was trying to like grow and I was hitting the same ceiling over and over again because there's not that many women who have businesses over a hundred million. There just isn't, right? You can start Google searching. There's, there's, there's not many of us. And I was determined. I was determined to take my company to the next level. But people don't make it easy for you. They just don't open the door and welcome you in. You have to be ferocious, ferocious pursuit of what you want. And so was I invited? I tried to get invited. Did I have an appointment? I tried to get an appointment. But then it came down to like, okay, you have just declared war, sir. You declared war. I didn't declare war. You did. And so I went in, showed up in the lobby tapped on the glass, very kind receptionist behind the thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to use the ladies room. She's like, hey, no worries, I'll buzz you back. She buzzed me back and I stood in front of the men's room for hours waiting for him to pee. Cause I knew eventually he was going to pee. And I was like, are you Bob, are you Bob, are you Bob? Finally, he was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, or you could have just returned my phone call. I'm like, oh you've got two, two choices, sir. But I left that meeting with well over a million dollar purchase order. Now, wow. did I do that for me? No, I did not do it for me. I did it for my team. I did it for my customers. I did it for the people who believed in me. And I did it because I deserved the opportunity to be on the shelf with all the big boys. I deserved it. And so I fought for it. If I would have waited for to be invited, if I would have waited for the appointment to confirm, I would not be here where I'm at today. It's ferocious pursuit, right? Ferocious pursuit. And sometimes, okay. yes, have I been called obnoxious? A hundred percent. Have I been called intimidating? A hundred percent. But if you spend five minutes to get to know me, you will know I have my heart in the right place. I am trying to create in the gig economy equal opportunity for all based on where we're going. And so I am going to, before you throw dirt on me, I am going to change the way business and people interrelate with each other. But again, some people go, oh my God, she's crazy. Could be until I prove my concept, right? And so you've got to be able to believe in yourself enough and align yourself with the other people. Get in that room, be the fly in the wall. I mean, I remember Lynn Tilton, self-made billionaire, right? She's the founder of Patriarch Partners. Her company employs somewhere around three to 400,000 em employees. I stalked her, stalked her to say, 
I want to learn from you. I want to learn from you. And she kept saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You're not going to work hard enough. You don't understand. You can't slow me down. Stalked her. I said, I will do anything, anything just to get around you so that I can learn. And I did. I, I poured water at, at a meeting. I set up an event. I, I literally stalked to say, I will do anything. Look at the people around Gary Vee. Look around the people, Dave Meltzer. Look at the people that are around Gary Cardone. They'll do anything to get near them and around the room. Why? Because you learn. You learn. And what you learn is worth millions. Yes, I love it. I mean, I agree. You know that quote that you just said that Grant Cardone says, or, uh, his quote is, if you want, if you can't get in the room, right? If you're not sure you belong there, serve water. That was here on Breakfast with Champions. I did an interview with Grant. And I was like, Grant, you know, tell me, what are people missing? And he's like, Brielle, you know, if you can't get in the room, serve water. And I was like, yes. And then I tweeted it. And then it, he posted it and it became this thing. But I say that to say, right, that same concept still applies. Here on Clubhouse, when I think about when people are like, why do you? And I spend a lot less time. But in the beginning, I spent hours, hours a day here on Clubhouse, pouring out, pouring, pouring, pouring out, because that's my why. My why was I got on here and I understood that it was invite only. And I was invited actually really by a stranger, but who I heard about it from was um, an influencer, someone I know very, very well. We're having a conversation and I put my number in and somebody else had already, I guess, sent me an invite. So it popped up with their name on it. I actually don't know the person at the bottom of my profile, but um, we were talking. And I realized that on Clubhouse, there was this divide. There were these people who we all know each other. And then there's other people who just kind of came in by association. And when I realized that there was a wealth gap here on Clubhouse, I made it my mission to end that, right? I started my club, which is, you know, over 110,000 members right now. It's called How to Get Rich. It's uh, the number seven educational platform here on Clubhouse. I started that club. I, I started to do how to get rich every single day with a couple of my other friends. And um, then Glenn came in with Breakfast of Champions. And I was like, oh, wow, this is it. A seat at the table. But guys, you have to connect. You have to. And as we talked about number one, number two, exactly what Amelia said, right? When she said she stood outside that bathroom, you have to decide who you're going to team up with to get to the next level. Right? Who are you going to team up with? If you want to be a philanthropist and your business needs to pour out and find new ways to serve, Gerald's on stage. He can help you out. He is an amazing nonprofit. There's your philanthropy. Right? If you decide, hey, I want to learn how to pitch. I, I want resources. I want to figure it out as far as startups and funding. We have Laley, who was always on stage. If you want to understand money or real estate or stocks, you have Linda Sims. You know, you have people on stage who have the expertise. But as Amelia said, now what are you going to do with this information? Are you going to go stand outside the bathroom? Are you going to send these DMs? Are you going to utilize the resources that are being provided to you? Or are you just listening? Are you just here having a casual conversation on a casual day, having a casual drive as Amelia and I just gave you a blueprint for $250,000, which she, in her own remarkable genius, has let you know statistically that that $250,000 will change your life. We've broken it down all the way down, right, to 13 sales of $49 a day. 
So are you at a place where you're going to figure out what are you going to sell or how is your business going to level up or where are you going to get the exposure or who are you going to help? You have all of these resources. And I think it goes back down, Amelia, to what are they actually going to do now? What is the action step? What is the behavior that they're going to take based on this information? And I think it's pursuit, right? I think people need to yes. look up that word, pursuit. You know, you can't just throw one DM out there going, hey, how are you? Do you know how many how are you's I get? A million, how are you? That doesn't help me, not helping you. How are you? Not helping. I always say, how can I serve you? What do you need? And when you do the thinking to say, what I need is X, okay? I need 10 minutes with you, okay? Why? Why? Why do you need 10 minutes with me? What, what is it you're looking for? You've got to get all the way down to, to the nitty gritty of what it is that you're asking for. Because I do it all the time. I'm like, okay, here's where I have the Zoom call. You can hop on. I've got a group Zoom call. Jump on. I'll answer any question you want. People don't show up. They don't show up. They don't show up. They think that that one DM or the one message. Do you know how many messages that I send to people that I am pursuing? to a point where they want to call the police. It's called stalking. I will stalk you with fierce persistence until you answer me, right? Fierce persistence. And that tells people that I'm serious because if I will pursue you this much now, can you imagine how much I will pursue once we actually have an opportunity together, right? I just, I mean, I'm always bebopping around. I'm always like, hey, I'm in your city. Where are you? Who can I see? Who can I see? Who can I go? I'm, I'm constantly that energy of moving towards action. I'm action oriented. What do I do when I'm on the team? I provide the action. I provide the accountability because that's part of my genius. What are we going to do? What are we going to do next? How do you do? What's the deadline, right? How do I know you're going to be there? How do I know when you're not going to be? You know, I want to know Wednesday that you're not far enough to make your commitment by Friday so that I can jump in and help you, right? It's the systematization of it, but it, it's literally aligning yourself with people who have already achieved what it is you're looking for. If you are listening to somebody who's still trying to figure it out, guess what? You're both lost, right? You both are lost. You've got to be able to be lining shoulder to shoulder with the person who is living the life you aspire to. Because the closer you can get to it, you can go, oh, well, wait a minute. She works 20 hours a day. I actually don't want that life. Oh, wait a minute. She travels. She's away from her kids 18 weeks out of the year. I don't really want that. Oh, wait a minute. She has to be able to be raising capital two and three times a year in order to sustain that billion dollar company. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. If you get shoulder to shoulder, you start to get a close up of what it takes to maintain what it is that you say that you want. And then you get the clarity on what you really want is going to be a lot easier for you, right? Not better, not worse in alignment with you, because as you grow, you want different things, right? So make it easy, make the first milestones truly authentic to what you want, because I will tell you with 100% confidence, it's easier than you're saying. If you keep telling yourself a million dollars in five homes, you're making it too difficult. Make the 250 and the one home. Now you've got leverage, then get to the next step, then get to the next step. Don't make your first step zero to a million. Make the first step 250, then the next one 500, then the next one 750, then the next one a million. Because now you've got measurable wins instead of constant failures. That is so good. And I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I designed my life. I sat 
sat down one day and I designed my life a million. I said, this is what I want. And it looked completely different than what I was told to want. It was not a picket fence and a four bedroom home with two stories. It didn't look anything like that. It was penthouses and boats and I wanted to be able to travel, but that's my life, right? Others might want something different, but I knew what I wanted and what I wanted it to look like. And I began to design the lifestyle and the career path I needed. Specifically, I say that I designed my career path based on what I wanted objectively my lifestyle to be. I understood that I didn't want to be in a place where I'm raising, you know, $3 million every single quarter for capital to fund my ventures. Like, but I knew that only by getting proximity with people that I thought I wanted a lifestyle like. I remember very, very young, young being relative, right? I was like 17, 18. And I walked up to a young lady who was at a gas station and she was at a gas station and she was in a Rolls Royce, like a beautiful brand new Rolls Royce. And I just walked up to her and I said, hey, what do you do to afford that vehicle? I'm just, I'm just curious. And she told me, she's like, oh, I'm the executive director of, uh, it was the Boys and Girls Club, the Boys and Girls Club Los Angeles, it was in LA. And I said, oh, okay. But I knew I didn't want that, but I liked her car. And so I began to ask people as I went through life, what, what do you do? What does that look like? I sat in rooms, I listened, I went on Glassdoor and I looked at what does it take? What does it really take? What sacrifices are necessary for the occupation that they have? And I built that really, really young so that I understood as I aged what my life, what life I wanted. And then I was able to choose my entrepreneurial path based on, again, the lifestyle that I wanted, really a life by design. And, and I love that. And I love that. So for me, when I did went all the way down to that same exercise, I wanted my goal was to have 80 cents of every dollar working, right? I wanted to put 80 cents for every dollar to work, right? That was my goal, right? Um, more importantly, I'm saying it too, I'm a gypsy, right? So I like a gypsy lifestyle. I literally every two to three months, I like changing locations. But I will tell you that all of my locations are an asset, right? They make money for me. So the house that I have that's on the West Coast, we rent it out for reality shows. We rent it out for movie deals. We do it all the time. You've seen my houses and a thousand different things. You just don't realize you've seen it because it pays for the over mortgage. The place, place that we have in Manhattan, we rent it out during the holiday seasons, right? So the rent that it brings in during the holiday seasons pays for the mortgage for the everything. My cars, my cars are leased, right? So we have them. They're out all, all the time in Turo. If anybody knows that out app, my, Me the cars too. are out. The, right? I and talk so about that. Yeah. Everything in my life that you visually see, except for the kids, although that's open for, that, that could probably be a deal too. <laughs> Everything that you see is an asset. It makes money. Do I enjoy it? Absolutely, I enjoy it. But I only enjoy it after it makes money for me. That's how 80% of every dollar I have is working for me. So when I go, oh, like right now, right, this was just when we just had this party here. I really am fascinated. I really love Costa Rica. So what did I do? I bought a piece of property. I'm building a training center. It will make money, and I will absolutely enjoy it. 
enjoy it with my friends when I want to go hang out in Costa Rica, right? So it's having a mindset that matches your goals, right? And so whether it's number-based or lifestyle-based, right? Brielle, you and I are gypsies. We like to travel, right? We don't want to be maintaining a lot of this stuff, right? So you have to be able to have a crew that can maintain it for you because that's what they love, right? They love the staying in one place. Not me. I want to be on the road changing locations literally every, pretty much every other month. I love it. Amelia, can I tell you? Okay, it's not a secret because I'm telling it to the entire room. But Glenn has seen it. Um, I, I know I took the Haley Hobbsy's house, things like that, right? A lot of people who know me in Los Angeles or other places has seen my green Lamborghini, right? I've had it for a lot of years. I've had it for a while. Um, it's, it's relatively old. Seven, oh, but it's seven a beautiful signature. We love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Okay, so here's the thing. My Lamborghini cost me $200,000. Now, at Turo, I can rent that out <coughs> from five to $700 a day, right? Dropped up, beautiful, amazing, obviously. Dropped up, it's a Lambo. Um, gorgeous Lamborghini. So if I'm renting it out at five to seven on Turo, it, it takes literally, I mean, if you're looking at time, relative time, two years to pay off the Lamborghini renting it off on Toro. But understanding that in high season in Los Angeles, that goes for a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a day. Now think of how many years I've had it. Like my Lamborghini has paid for itself six, seven times over. But it's because I decided to invest in something that I could then get an investment back from. Right. And so I understood that. I actually learned that concept from a lot of friends of mine have luxury cars, right? Rolls Royces, Lamborghinis, like really amazing vehicles. And I, I asked one day, because you ask, when you see people with something you want, you ask questions. I said, hey, tell me the secret. What's going on? Why do you have seven Lambos, right? What What is this? And I learned, I learned about Toro. I learned about rentals. I learned about Airbnbs and properties and things of that nature. And as I learned, I was then able to expand, expand my reach. And so, um, yeah, I, I love this. I, this is so good. Guys, what I would love to do, Amelia, if you're okay with it, we have about nine minutes left of the segment. Can we open it up for maybe one or two questions? Oh, I would love that. Yes, bring it on. Awesome. So if you have a question, flash your mics. Um, if not, we'll open it up to the audience. Let's go to, I don't see any mics on the stage. I see... Uh, Miss Toy, Jude, and I might have seen Patricia. I have something. But let's go. Oh, perfect. Who was that? Oh, and Lolita. All right, so let's go to Miss Toy. Thank you, Brielle. Thank you for inviting me up on the stage. This is awesome and wonderful to be able to get information from such powerhouse people. Now, my question is, how does Clubhouse, though, create monetization? And this is for anyone for your time that's spent here, because I know time is money. And I'm trying to figure that out as well, because I love being here and I have things to offer. But how did you start by making Clubhouse, you know, something that provides also a benefit for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Amelia, do you want to take it or I can? Yeah, you can, we'll, we'll tag team here. So for okay. me, Clubhouse 100% is I'm looking for my future JV partners and I'm looking for my future employees. That is my only reason why I'm here. I don't sell courses or any of that crap. I don't care about any of that crap. I'm looking for my next partnerships. That is me. That's my end game for being on Clubhouse. I love it. So uh, I came into Clubhouse when it was pretty small and I was here because everywhere else in my life, 
uh, I created monetization from, like I said, even out of my cars. And so this was really the first and only space that I was, I've ever been on where I wasn't selling anything. <laughs> and so I really enjoyed that. But then as I got involved in Clubhouse, I started to find partnerships. And in those partnerships, I've created huge, you know, huge deals, huge brand deals. But in on top of that, now what I'm doing is I'm offering, actually, I'm offering just a cute little, I call it cute, but a little accountability mastermind. And so my mastermind is currently uh, bringing in money, but I'm not utilizing that mastermind for the income. I understand that people don't like what they don't pay for. They don't invest in it, but I'm building a community. I'm building an audience and a community because I'm rolling out something really, really big in 2022. And so I want to make sure that I'm curating the right type of people to be involved in it. So as I said, my club, How to Get Rich, has 107,000 members in it. Um, over 60% of those members are highly active and engaged with me consistently um, on this platform, in back chats. We have them in uh, different groups based on what they're building and what they want to do from a monetization level. So I really engaged in those 107,000 people and uh, cultivated the subgroups necessary for me to um, get them to where they wanted to be from a goal percentage wise. I'm also, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Grant Cardona, fil um, not affiliate, but a licensee. So I teach a lot of the materials. I'm invested in uh, real estate spaces. So there's just a lot of spaces for me where this doesn't just cultivate leads, but it allows me to help transform lives from an affiliate standpoint. So I talk about that a lot. I'm a an affiliate. I, I love promoting other people's uh, information that is extremely profitable for them, but also it, it's profitable for me. So those are like four or five of the ways that I um, leverage this. I also have Turo and Airbnb and all of those other things working in the back end. So when you know what city I'm in, like right now I'm in Dallas, I, a lot of times people reach out to me and they're like, hey, can I stay at your property here, here, and here? So really just by association and by me talking about the things going on in my life, uh, it brings in revenue. I hope that's a helpful answer. Yes. Can I just say, this is Miss Toy again, that the keywords that stood out to me were partnerships, community, and great association. And words affect my mindset. So I really appreciate you guys for bringing that out because that's a great outlook for me to apply on this app. Thank you so much. Yeah, you have to remember every, everybody's watching, right? So if, if you can't follow up, and I'm not talking about you specifically, but if you can't follow up on a simple message here, right? If you can't stay consistent here, I don't want you as a business partner. Like Brielle was saying, you know, she's been on here since the very beginning. I know consistently when I pop in, I'm going to see her. Right. I know that if I text her, she texts me back. Right. So before you want to get married to somebody, right, you kind of want to date and then get engaged. And that's what a lot of the players here, right, who can really change the trajectory of people's life. They're testing. I'm watching and I'm testing. I'm seeing people's commitment. Do they show up? Do they follow up? What are they pitching? What kind of people are they? Right. Because I don't want to get too close to somebody who's not aligned with my core values. I would say Burrell's the same way. But when you find your kindred spirits, when you bring two power players together, big leaps of growth happen. I love it. All right. Let's go to the next question. We have about four minutes left. Uh, the next flash was from Jude. Jude, are you there? Yes, I am, Brielle. How are you? Good, I'm good, so well. It's great to hear from you. 
Well, listen, you too, and you know I want to interview you, but you know, Brielle, I've heard you so many times on Breakfast with Champions, and and I've always been um, attracted to your message and you, but if you're meeting someone for the first time, what would you say when someone asks you that question, and what do you do? How do you encapsulate everything that you do and that statement? Or at least yeah, I love it. For us to at least touch on it enough for them to say, oh, tell me more, right? Yeah, so I'm a life transformational specialist. So what that means is I help companies, uh, well, I've helped companies for the last 12 years, but now I'm specifically focused since Clubhouse on helping individuals transfer their, transform their lives and their wealth strategies. So I've partnered up with some really big names and I am ending and deciding to go globally to change access to wealth across the globe. So really giving people access to ways to make money, but also showing them the tools and the strategies to make more money. So what I do currently is very different than what I've done for the last decade and a half, a little bit, um, a little bit more, but that's what I do now. So that would be my current answer. If you, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my current answer. If you would ask me about a year ago, I was in a different space and I was helping corporations grow their profit streams. But now I'm very, very, very focused on individuals who want to attain, who individuals who want to obtain a massive increase in their finances from where they're currently at, right? That's what I do. Thank you. Jude, for me, I use it as a filter. If you are direct messaging me or sending me an email or whatever, and you're asking me who I am, that means you haven't done your homework and I'm gonna hit delete, right? I've been around long enough now and enough credibility in the marketplace. I only wanna talk to people who've done their homework, who've done a little bit of research on me, right? Spent less than 15 minutes, done a little bit of research and be able to say an email that goes, hey, I know who you are. Here's how I think I can help you. Here's where I believe the opportunity is, right? Somebody who's done a little bit of the sweat is this person who's going to get response from me. But if you're saying, if I get one of those things, oh, I can help you increase your followers and I can help you sell a program and I can help you make money, I'm like, oh, you have not Googled me at all. That's great, oh, that's yeah, great. That's but, but I was also back, back to Brielle because I was talking more about um, like someone just meets her, she's on, you know, she's at a party, she's at a whatever, and may not even have any idea she, who she is and she's introduced. So I just wanted to hear that, that statement. And I think that, uh, Amelia, you're right. I mean, anybody, I get these calls too, people say, I want to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. Well, I have an entrepreneurial coaching arm, right? So, so that's not really, that's no one's done their homework. Or yeah, I but even, at, even, even for a party, right? So, I mean, I, I still network, right? So before I go somewhere, matter of fact, I have somewhere that I'm going on Wednesday. There's a big party that's going on out here uh, at one of the Hampton events, right? I've already asked for the guest list. I've looked at the guest list. I had somebody on my team literally send me a link, all their LinkedIn's. I've identified eight people that I absolutely will see at that party. Right. So nothing in my life is random. So if I'm going to spend time somewhere, I already know who I have targeted that I want to meet. And so I'm not walking up to them randomly going, oh, hey, hi, how are you? I already know. Hi, your name is Bill Smith. I know what you've done. I've seen your LinkedIn profile. I've looked at your social media. Here's your passions, your purpose. Like I walk up and people go, wow. Like, holy Toledo, right? But then they take me seriously because I did my homework. I'm looking for the same people to approach me with the same level that I approach somebody else. That's so good. Actually, that skill, again, when we talked about start with, I got a call. But that is another skill that absolutely exponentially changed my life. I was at a really high 
a high-end party, right? With a really powerful players. But before I walked in, I knew everyone's bio and everyone's information. So I was able to hold my own in the in that room and in those conversations. And by having the access and the education, again, it begins to transform who you are and it transforms your life because now those around you will see you as valuable assets to them and to what they're doing because they're already, no one has to play catch up. You already know exactly what you bring to the table. So when they ask you, you're able to articulate, hey, with your brand and your company, this is where I fit. And I think that that is important as well, being fluid like water, creating a life of design so that you understand where you fit into the next place that you choose to go, right? Water chooses to fit into a vase, right? But the vase is already formed. The water then forms to the shape of the vase. And therefore the water is the asset. The flowers need the water, right? The vase, yes, we need a vase, but we can decide what we want to put our flowers in. We can put a flowers in a water bottle, but the key to the growth of the flowers is the water, not the container. Be like water. I hope that helps guys. We're out of time. I know somebody's here to cut me off, right? Glenn, Sarah, someone. Who's next? I'm Patricia. next, Rio. Patricia. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Patricia, you're always next, and I always ask. All right, let me wrap this. Guys, Amelia, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for sharing your hour with me. I know how valuable it is. Um, if you don't already know, and if you haven't already tapped, Amelia's head and figured out how to get in there and take the genus key and get more information from Amelia. Guys, really do some research to tap in, uh, figure it out because she is definitely someone that you want to know and a company that you want to be aligned with. Uh, coming up, we have Patricia, who is not only what I call her a brand strategist, she calls herself a book coach, but I call her a brand strategist. The reason why is because not only does she coach people on how to become best-selling authors, but she literally helps leaders and change makers take their expertise and find the words behind that in turn can impact their life and their uh, wealth exponentially. Sorry, I keep getting a call over and over and over. So I'm gonna pass this on to Patricia. Amelia, thank you so much for your time as you are here at Breakfast with Champions and I hope that we served you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.